0: How's it going? As a reminder, most Thursdays at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern, I offer a completely free webinar on a job search topic. And for you to find out what that master list of topics is and to register, you can go to Webinars. that's with an S on the M, dot C-A-R-R-D dot co, and uh, hope to see you there on Thursdays. Today we're talking about developing your job description and achievement bullets for your resume. Here's what I see on almost every resume that comes my way. There is either not an achievement in sight, completely devoid, or the few achievements that they have on their resume are mixed in with bulleted job duties. So what this creates is what we resume readers like to call death by bullets. It's just a long laundry list of job duties. There's maybe a few achievements in there. Nothing that's impressing the reader, and it really causes them to lose interest fast. It's very overwhelming to get a resume where one job has 12 or 15 or, gosh, I've seen resumes where they had two or three pages of bullets for one job. So we really want to separate those things out. So let's start with job descriptions. So your job description is what you did or do, depending on whether it's past tense job or a current job, on a daily basis. And this should not be your job description from your company, just translated, because those job descriptions rarely have much to do with what you actually do. They're very generic sounding. I can always tell when a client has cut and pasted their job description from their company onto their resume what you want is two to three line paragraph of the most important daily job duties you performed. And those can be important because they were the most frequent ones you did, or it could be because they were the most applicable to the specific, the specific position that you're applying for. So it may be that you switch out some things depending on what the job description is calling for. There's no room for fluff in this. So we don't need things like, you know, um, demonstrated exceptional communication skills by blah 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 that's just unnecessary verbiage that doesn't do anything for you you want to stick with the most important the most relevant and or the most differentiating if you're an accountant you know and you let's say you're an accounts payable accountant you don't need to say processed accounts payable that's obvious tell us tell us something a little bit different or a, a unique spin on what you did with accounts payable Um, But you don't need to state just the obvious there. So here's an example from a resume that I wrote. I've got a couple examples for you. Manage daily operations of 23 facilities in Florida, including all construction, remodels, maintenance, repairs, equipment installations, warranty work, and operations budgets. Hire and collaborate with contractors. Recruit, hire, train, and coach facility managers, develop managers for promotion. Directly supervise 28 including 23 general managers. That came out to four lines on her resume, and it was written in present tense because at the time I was working with her, she was doing this. This was her current job. Now here's another example. This is past tense because this was an older job. Identified opportunities and developed slashed implemented solutions for general operations management, project management, human resources management, and staff development. Managed project portfolio and facilitated monthly review of all projects and resource allocation breakdown with senior leadership team, directed direct supervision of three indirect direct supervision of teams as large as 100. And that came out to be four lines as well. So that's your job duties, and that should be in a brief paragraph. I'm, I'm saying four lines on, on the couple that I gave you an example of. If you're younger, more junior in your career, two to three lines ought to do it. But if, if you have done a ton of things, let's curate that down to what's most important. Because here's the thing. If you have a run-on paragraph of 12 lines, A, nobody's going to read it, and B, if they do take the time to read it, they may miss what's most important because there's so much content there. Let's talk about your achievements next. You need achievements on your resume because they tell a prospective employer how well you did the job, not just that you did what was expected of you. The job duties simply tell an employer, I had a job, here was the job title, here was the company, here were the dates, I did some stuff and they paid me and I did them, right? There's no there's no punch there, there's no impact. But the achievements that really market you. So when you mix your job duties up with your achievements, you're effectively diluting the effectiveness of your achievements. So you wanna keep them separate. Only achievements are bulleted. And ideally you wanna pro- have progressively more achievements as your jobs uh, are more recent. So maybe five achievements for your current or most recent job and then kinda of go backwards from there. Maybe the older jobs from you know 15 or 20 years ago, you have one bullet point. So what makes an, a, a, an achievement impactful? Number one, it is specific. So it's not led efforts to, you know, combine departments. It's very specific. Starts with an action verb. You want to have that parallel structure. So every one of those bullets starts with um, increased, decreased, um, provided, disseminated, managed, spearheaded, uh, strengthened, all of those kind of strong action verbs. You want to lead with the results, and you're going to see a couple of examples of that. But what I see with a lot of people who do have achievement bullets on their resume is they they tell me the how, and then they give me the result, the metrics at the end. I want you to flip that. So I want you to tell me that you reduced uh, waste 15% by blah, blah. I don't want you to say spearheaded efforts to centralize Uh, supply orders which save the company five percent i want you to start with the five percent savings and then you want to leave the reader wanting more i i very seldom go over two lines with my achievement bullets i don't want to give them everything for two reasons it's going to be too long but secondly i want to hold something back I want them to, I want to have something new to tell them about in the interview. I want to wow them even further in the interview. So I I always find that balance where I have wowed them in the resume enough that they want to interview this person, but I've held back something that they can wow them with in the interview. So here's some examples. If you have an achievement bullet that says grew customer base, that sounds more like a job duty to me. Like you were in charge of growing the customer base. So what's your job title or your job duties were. But if we have a high impact achievement bullet, it might sound something like this. Catapulted customer base 400% and revenue 700% by launching a comprehensive social media campaign. So what do we have there? We started with an action verb, catapulted. If you don't like catapulted, propelled, uh, strengthened, improved, whatever works for you. I've given specific metrics. Customer base went up 400%, revenue went up 700%. I started with the results, the 400% and the 700%, and then I gave the how by launching a comprehensive social media campaign. Here's another example. Instead of managed new hire in processing, again, that sounds like a job duty, I said processed 140 new employees in just 30 days including all paperwork, orientation, security clearances, and computer access. So now we know from this person's resume, and this is this, these are all from actual clients, this person can work in a high volume short timeline kind of situation. One more example. Instead of managed IT installation projects, so let's say you you had this project, and you you know you want an achievement bullet about it well managed it installation project doesn't give them nearly enough but here we go spearheaded 1200 unit it installation project including beta testing identifying and training super users and troubleshooting so i've given a little bit about the scope of that project and then the 1200 unit is pretty impressive because if I don't give that number, then they could just think, oh, it was just a little small office thing. It was probably 20 computers, but 1,200, wow, that's a whole nother story. So I hope this has helped you to understand the difference between job description, which should be in a three- to four-line paragraph, and bulleted achievements. Again, five probably is the most you're going to want to have for the more recent jobs, and then you want to have fewer as you go back just keep the really important ones the most relevant to the job that you're applying for the most um the ones you're the most proud of the ones that that kind of represent your brand the best and uh kind of curate the rest of that out as as the jobs get older so i hope this has been helpful and uh If you have any questions, just shoot me an email, Lisa at ExclusiveCareerCoaching.com or connect with me on LinkedIn and ask me a question there. A lot of you have done that already and uh, I welcome that. So uh, in the meantime, take care and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review and subscribe to this podcast.